um, or actually I should say good afternoon, but um, happy new year. Uh, hopefully had a good new year this past, uh, this past weekend. And, um, you know, hopefully you had, had some time with family and friends and so on and so forth. I just want to wish everyone a happy new year and hopefully 2021, as uh, many of us are thinking and hoping that this year will bring us uh, more joy, uh, more blessing, and at least the very least bring us to some kind of uh, normality uh, back to our lives as we're all getting tired of, you know, Zoom and social distancing and so on and so forth. But um, we need more patience and I think it'll come. So in the meantime, uh, you know, just to <clears throat> kind of look at this, uh, coming up with a New Year sermon every year, a new sermon every new year, you could say, uh, it's not always the easiest thing. But I thought I'd share from this passage. And if you remember um, for our Christmas service, if you joined us for that, uh, you remember that Hera actually shared from this passage uh, with regards to the birth of, of Jesus Christ. And I want to use this passage, and not the whole thing, but a part of it to talk about what it, I think need to think about, we need to think about in terms of, of, of the new year. This um, passage, what I'm going to do is this, as we focus on this passage, I, I particularly want to focus here on verse 35. And in verse 35, this is what it says, the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy the Son of God. And so as we think about that and wonder what, what in the world does that mean? Uh, what is, what's just happened there? I want to look at this passage from a perspective of a new year. And what we're going to do here today is this. Um, we're just going to do a little bit of a, a Bible study. All right. So I know, you know, it might be a little tedious for some, but it's going to be short. It's just a quick little Bible study to look at some passage. I want to connect a few passages so that you can actually see what the birth of Christ here really meant um, for the original hearers or listeners to this word. And if you remember here, we start here, just a couple passages. One passage is from Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, in the very beginning of the Bible, as we start there, it says this in verse 1 and 2, that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And you remember Genesis chapter 1, this is about God creating the world, but in the very beginning we're given a description of what it was before he started creating. And it's kind of a scary picture. It says that everything was without form and void or empty. Um, and there was darkness over the face of the deep. And so the picture here you get here in Genesis chapter 1 is a picture of some um, something kind of scary it's a little chaotic it's a little bit out of control things are a little bit of a mess but what's interesting here is that in genesis chapter 1 verse 2 it says that the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the waters the word hovering here in hebrew is merapet and that means two things right you might wonder what that is and it just means two things first it means that even though things were a bit of a mess in the very beginning even a little scary it means God's presence was there, okay? It means he was there. And secondly, what happens right after verse 2 and verse 3, the presence of God, the Spirit hovering over the waters, God begins to create. He says, let there be, let there be, let there be. And so then by his word and then by his Spirit, God begins to bring control where things were out of control. 
he begins to bring form and, and shape where previously it was without form and things were empty. In other words, what you see here is that as the spirit hovers, meripet, the Hebrew word, over the dark waters, it brings creation to the world. And particularly creation of man, Adam and Eve, creation of the Garden of Eden, the creation of God's people, and the creation of God's land. It was the beginning of creation. And that's why the book is called Genesis. It literally means, the word Genesis literally means beginning. Now, why do I bring this to your attention? Well, let me just give you another passage. If you fast forward, right, if you were to keep reading your Bible and you get to Deuteronomy chapter 32, there is what we call the Song of Moses, right? The Song of Moses, where the Israelites sang uh, about the Exodus, where God's people, Israelites, the Israelites, remembered how God had rescued them from Egypt, how they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years in the promised land, Canaan, uh, before they got to the promised land, Canaan. And in verse 10 and 11 of Deuteronomy chapter 32, listen to this. He found in him, uh, he found him in a desert land in the howling waste of the wilderness, and he encircled him. He cared for him. He kept him as the apple of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up its nest, that flutters over its young, spreading out its wings, catching them, bearing them on its pinions. The Lord alone guided them. And so there you have a picture where they're singing about how God had led them through the wilderness to the promised land. And God has described that in that what he calls howling waste of the wilderness, God, like an eagle, flutters over his young and spread out his wings and guided them, okay? Now what's interesting about Deuteronomy is this, that that passage in Deuteronomy, the word waste of wilderness is the same word in Genesis chapter one, emptiness. Literally, you could read this as the emptiness of that wilderness, the same word we saw in chapter one of Genesis. And when, the, when Deuteronomy says that the Lord God flutters over his people. That word flutter literally is the same Hebrew word as Genesis chapter 1, that the Spirit of God hovers, hovers. And what's interesting is that this is the only place in the Bible where both those Hebrew words are used, and they're both used here in Deuteronomy, that those two Hebrews found in Genesis, meaning formless, emptiness, chaotic, and this word hovering over the darkness, is found also here in Deuteronomy. But you remember what I said about Genesis, God's hovering over there in his presence was the beginning of creation in Genesis chapter one. But here in Deuteronomy, Israel remembers God's saving them through the Exodus event. They remember God's powerful presence, just like his presence in Genesis one. But they're not talking about the beginning of creation or the beginning of Adam and Eve and the garden. They're remembering the beginning of the creation of God's people, the creation of the nation of Israel, the creation of people saved just for him. They're remembering that they were given a land, not the garden of Eden this time, but in Deuteronomy, the land of Canaan. And so here in Deuteronomy, it was another beginning. It was the beginning, not of creation, but it was the beginning of God's people in God's land. And so just like Genesis, where God's spirit hovered over the darkness and there was creation, the beginning of creation starts. So too in Exodus, God's presence is said to hover over his people like an eagle during a time where God begins 
creating or you could say recreating a people for himself you see that connection isn't that cool all right maybe okay maybe not I mean I'm just geeking out here but why do I bring this to your attention let's define new all right especially when we think about new year what do you think about when you think about new year what do you think about when you think about the word new and oftentimes the maybe the first thing we think about is this the new something is that is new is the opposite of something that is old right something maybe that was never seen before or something that didn't exist before but now does maybe that's what it means but it doesn't quite begin or that definition doesn't quite fit in with with this idea of new year but another definition of new year is this new is the new beginning it means beginning a new year is a fresh start a new year is a new beginning and maybe new year then is more than just parties um, which unfortunately many of us probably couldn't have done like we used to do and maybe it's more than just resolutions which by the way people always seem to have a hard time keeping but perhaps new year then for some of us can mean just this a new beginning a new start just like Genesis 1 the beginning of creation just like Deuteronomy 32 the beginning of God's people uh, in God's land Israel maybe for us it really means a new beginning you know, I don't know what you got for Christmas this past uh, Christmas, but let's be honest. The reality is, whatever new thing you got today or that day, uh, it gets old, doesn't it? Uh, whatever good gift, whatever whatever cool present, whatever you received this past Christmas, it just gets old. Things get old. Things get broken. Uh, and not just things, but even, even things, intangible things. Things like, you know, our health tends to break down. Our bodies uh, become one year older. Relationships sometimes can become old and even broken, torn apart. Promises we've made, we've created, oftentimes also get broken. And this is the, the fact of, of sin, that sin takes us and sin takes the things around us and it breaks things down. It, it turns things that were new into old. It turns things to waste and even brings to death. And that, that, these are the effects of sin. So now you know why the Bible constantly spoke of a day when things won't get old anymore, where things won't break down anymore, where everything will kind of remain as it is, or even better, forever. Where things like sin and, and, and death hold no more power and are ineffective any longer. Imagine that that you and I would have a new beginning where things actually stay new and new forever. Now, how would that be possible? Well, let's follow the thinking of the Bible. So, in Genesis chapter 1, God's Spirit hovers, Hebrew word meripet, and it's the beginning of a new world. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, God's Spirit hovers like an eagle over Israel, and it's the beginning of a new people. Now you look at our passage this afternoon, Luke chapter 1, verse 35. Let me read it to you again. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. 
And for that reason, the holy offspring shall be called the Son of God. Do you hear the word or the language that, that Luke uses? In Genesis, the same spirit that hovered over the darkness was the beginning of life. In Deuteronomy, that same spirit that hovered over God's people was the beginning of a new people for himself. And now you're told here in our passage, in the Gospel of Luke, we are told that the, the, the angel or the power, the Spirit of the Most High, the Spirit of the Most High will overshadow you. Literally, that word overshadow means hovered over the Virgin Mary. To do what? To give her a new life in her womb. To give her a new birth of a new baby whose name will be Jesus. Right? The Son of the Most High, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. And it's this Jesus, we are told, who will save people from their sins. How? By dying on a cross and then resurrected on the third day, risen to the right hand of the Father, where He now rules and reigns for us. Why do all that? That the birth of Christ is not just about forgiving our sins, but the birth of Christ was to give us something new. Right? Not just to give us a new year, but to literally give us a new beginning. So that He could give us new hearts, give us new spirits, so that He could give us a new life. Literally make us into a new creation. The people of God. You know, think about New Year. I don't know what you're thinking about in 2021, um, but it, it is a new beginning. In, in, at least in the calendar year. And I think as many of us think about 2021, maybe many of us are hoping for, or we're, we're looking for, simply in this new year, we're looking for just simply new circumstances, better circumstances, aren't we? Uh, maybe better health this year. Maybe maybe a better economy. Maybe maybe better a better work situation. Uh, maybe we're looking forward to, to even better vacations and being able to travel, so on and so forth. Maybe these are things that you're looking for in 2021. And I wanna you know, just let you know, I, I pray that most, if not all of those things happen for you this year in 2021, okay? But remember this, as good as those things are, and hopefully they come, especially in 2021, let's not forget the lessons we've learned this past year, the hard lessons we've learned that some of us are still learning, even in this past year. Let's not forget how much that we, we didn't and we don't have control over even the circumstances of our lives. How much we really did need to and do need to trust in God who does have control. Let's not forget, as we move into this new year, how much we have learned about the fragility of life, the preciousness of life in our loved ones around us. To not take for granted that the basic things that we do and we get to enjoy, and even our basic necessities, to be more thankful, more thankful for what we have even right now, even as things might get better in our circumstances this coming year or this following year. And let's also remember then that as good or as better as things might get in 2021, in this world, right, in, in our world, uh, in our lives, it's still limited. It's still limited. Think about this. That even without COVID, even without the pandemic, 
even without quarantining, even without a poor economy or, or a poor job market, let's remember that this world is still unpredictable. It's still limited. And in many ways, it's still falling apart. And if all we wish for then this year is simply for better circumstances or better situations, then I dare say this, that it's a short-sighted wish list and that we are short-sighted. It's like, you know, if you have a car and you just like to drive in a shiny car all the time, and so you're always washing your car, right? I like my car to be clean all the time. I like it to be shiny. It makes me feel good, right? But the problem is this. It never stays shiny. It never stays shiny, does it? And maybe this new year then is about new beginnings especially when we compare it to last year. But maybe a new year is also to remind us about the new beginning that began when Jesus was born, when he came to live the life that we should have lived, when he died a death that you and I probably should have died, and then he was raised on the third day. Right? Perhaps every new year we get is a reminder that among the brokenness we see, God is still making everything new. Not just temporarily new, but permanently new. And deep down, maybe that's what we really yearn for every new year. Not just new circumstances that just come and go, okay? But something that's permanently new, something that stays shiny. And the way that's going to work is this, that the same Spirit that hovered over the waters in Genesis 1. That spirit that hovered over Israel and that spirit that overshadowed Mary to bring something new, according to Acts chapter 2, is now poured on us. He doesn't just hover over us, but as Paul says in Romans chapter 8 or in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, the Holy Spirit doesn't just hover us, now it dwells in us. And Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, here's the amazing statement, that if anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. The old has passed. Behold, the new has come. Isn't this awesome to you? Some of us, we still live under the shadow of our past. Many of us, we still live with some regret. Maybe we live with some guilt, even some shame or condemnation. We live as if there's always a dark cloud following us around, and it, it always affects us. But maybe this new year, maybe you and I, we can remember that we are given a new beginning in Jesus Christ by the Spirit that now dwells in us. The spirit that was there in Genesis 1, the spirit that was there in Deuteronomy chapter 32, is now with us. That no matter your past, you've been given a clean slate. Your sins are taken care of. He remembers them no more. And therefore, we do not need to live under the shadow anymore. We've been forgiven, but more than that, we've been destined for something new. Permanently new. Friends, I can't guarantee that 2021 will be problem-free. We just assume that it can't be worse than 2020, right? But let's knock on wood. But here's my point. 
whatever, whatever 2021 holds for you, let's remember this. Let's remember what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and he says this, We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. And as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. If you struggle again in this year, or when we struggle again in 2021, even when you know in your heart that you're new, created new, but sometimes you just feel old, that you still feel like the old you, remember Paul's words in 2 Corinthians. We do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being made new day by day. He was born for you. He was raised for you. He now reigns for you. And his heart and his spirit dwells in you. The creative spirit of Genesis 1, the creative spirit of God's people in Exodus, and now the creative spirit in you to make us new. So hope in Christ more this year is the most that I could ask for. Bank on what he's already done for us on the cross. When things don't seem to go right, when your circumstances don't turn out the way you had hoped for this year, if that isn't the case, and hope it isn't, but if it is, trust in him, in him even more. Pray that your faith would grow. And remember what Jesus says in Revelations chapter 21. I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making everything new. I want to wish you a happy new year again this year. And as we move forward into 2021, I pray that God will just bring you more blessing, not just spiritual, but also physical, right? Uh, good things in your life, things that will work out, things that turn better in your life. But I especially want to emphasize that even as troubles still remain in this world, that your faith would not waver, that it may continue to grow, continue to learn, continue to ask, continue to trust. Continue to believe in the words that Christ says when he says, I'm making everything new, and I'm making you new in the midst of this brokenness. So let's look forward to this new year, and let's move forward with courage, with hope, also with perseverance. Let's pray.